Welcome to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by APT Capital Group, where Kyle and Lalita talk to top experts and seasoned passive investors in the business to help provide clarity and key insights to keep you safe on your journey to financial freedom. Our goal is to help you get educated on how to create passive income for you and your family using real estate as your vehicle. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. Now, here are your hosts, Kyle and Lolita. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Lolita, also joined by Kyle. Before we get started, please make sure to head over to our website, www.limitless-estates.com, and grab our free Passive Investor's Guide. And if you're interested in learning more about what we do, you can schedule a call with Kyle on our website as well. All right, now let's get into our show. On today's show, we have Christian Ross joining us. Christian, so glad you can join us today. How's it going? Thank you. It's going great. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. And before we get started, here's a little bit about Christian. Christian is one of Atlanta's most respected and recognized top-selling brokers whose success has flourished into an international client base, expanding through Europe, South America, Israel, Canada, and Australia. Currently, as a managing broker for Angle & Volkers Atlanta, She continues to exercise her influence as a global real estate advisor, serving and enhancing the buyer and seller experience, as well as consulting on wealth building opportunities. So I am personally very excited for this interview. So without further ado, Christian, can you start and maybe tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do? Sure. So I'm managing broker where I really help our advisors with their strategy, working through difficult situations, whether it's on the residential commercial side. And then personally with my client base, really helping them explore opportunities, help them through transactions, as well as introduce them to opportunities that they may not be thinking of on the investment side. Perfect. I know you also focus on real estate investing abroad. Can you tell us a little bit about this, how you found the niche and the story in the background there? Yeah. So really, it came from the downturn. It was like dumpster fire times 1 million. And I was like, I cannot believe our average sales price was diving down. What's going on? And so you're in the midst of this, you see Lehman Brothers go. And it just became out of necessity. I just made a video. And I was like, Atlanta's on sale. Here's 10 reasons why you should invest in this market. But I never thought that international investors would be calling me. But my first one was from Australia. And I'd already helped someone out from Italy. And so I feel like my Italian group gave me a little bit of a foray. I was working with an Israeli fund that started off very small and now they're doing, you know, million dollar new construction, multifamily over the past probably 12 years. But it was really that video that opened it up and people just started calling me saying, well, what do you mean it's on sale? And then when I tell them the prices, the base just grew. And then I started actually just with travels going and making sure I always looked at real estate, saw what the market had, saw what the ROI was on those investments, what the political landscape looked like, and started introducing my clients here to those opportunities abroad. How do you find those clients? Obviously, we live in the US, your clients are coming from overseas mainly then. What is your strategy to get those new clients? So really, it's interesting how it flipped. Before, it was really the clients that were looking from abroad, looking here. And now, and this was before COVID, it's really people who were already on that Zen quality of life that now COVID's pushed them over the edge. But they're like, why shouldn't I have something somewhere else? If the economy's stable, the prices are good, I can get something for 60000 or 200000 It's oceanfront or it's close to a small town. So really, my marketing has been direct mail as well as 
social media. And so now I'm really focusing my efforts more on social media, but direct mail has been very good for me. Okay. And is there a certain part of, you know, the overseas, if it's Australia or Europe or wherever that your main clientele comes from? My main clientele that are from abroad, they're really all over, but now I have a lot more from the Caribbean and Canada, but the border still closed in Canada. So a lot of investors that I had early last year, we've just been on hold because any non-essential travel is still not allowed. Okay. So you do still ask your clients to come see the property or are they buying sometimes sight unseen? Some are definitely buying sight unseen. And I have referral partners that I work with in a lot of different markets. So they're boots on the ground. So I love flying out and seeing properties, getting an idea of communities. Like one in Dominican Republic, they just sold out Reserva Real. And I was trying to tell some of my clients, I'm like, two bedrooms, 207,000. You have a guaranteed 8% return. It's going to be next to this huge like Universal Studios type of park. It's like everything you want in an investment. And they sold out so quickly. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your fly and buy program. So our fly and buy is you go ahead, you book with us. We take care of your hotel, your accommodations. You just pay the money, show up, and we walk you through talking with the attorneys. What does title look like when you're getting it? What do the returns look like? What do the areas look like? Because the reality is for investing abroad, you have to have a certain appetite, a risk appetite that just is what it is. So with the fly and buy, we have our next one coming the weekend of August 12th. That one will be to Punta Cana. And we will go look at a bunch of properties, multifamily, condos, villas. And one thing I've noticed is that the product type is changing there for certain developers where they are staying away now from villas and going kind of how Mexico is going to the micro units where you can buy two and put them together. So it's interesting to see the changes that COVID's brought even to that subset of a market. Okay. And talk to us a little bit about Punta Cana. Why Punta Cana? How did that whole thing lay out for you? So Punta Cana is a place I used to run cigar trips. <laughs> I love smoking cigars. I actually helped a client open his cigar bar here and really just became immersed in cigar culture like back in 2011. And I would hold events. And so then I said, oh, well, you're getting mostly cigars from the Dominican Republic. I want to go there. I want to see how they're made. And I would go and then I'd start looking, of course, at real estate. And I was just amazed. And now, I mean, they have the most visitors in the Caribbean. You can always rent a place. You can always rent your place. That's the great thing. The biggest thing to know is that when it's time to sell, you're going to have a lot of competition and it may take two to three years to sell or one to three years to sell, just depending on the type of property it is. So again, that risk appetite comes up. But that's what we love with the flying by. You get a chance to see not only the culture, get the chance to see the layout, the returns, and really what you can do with an investment there. Why do you think people should look into investing abroad? I think there's a lot of people that say, you know, it's better to invest in your backyard or closer to home. And then there's others that don't really have that criteria. What are your thoughts? You know, I think it's just one of those things where you get to enjoy it at the same time. Like it's one thing to have an investment and yeah, that's great. You're probably going to put a long-term tenant. Maybe you're doing Airbnb, but to have somewhere that you can actually go and enjoy and immerse yourself in another culture and another different experiences, I think that's priceless. And then when you look at the cost of it, I mean, it just makes sense. Your ROI is incredible. Tell us about some of the drawbacks, because obviously investing abroad is not something that anyone should do or should just start out doing without any knowledge. What are some of the things you should look out for? So definitely look out for financing wise. If you're going to finance, are you going to do developer financing? Are you going to tap into your home equity or get a private loan? But the other thing is too, is 
again, with risk appetite, it's also neighborhoods. You know, some are a little more authentic than others. You know, do you want to be in an area that feels like America in a different country? If you want that experience, you're going to pay for it. So just know that you're going to pay for that. So that's part of the risk. And then just understanding too, again, those timelines to sell, they're a little bit longer, as well as, like I said, the financing, but understand to the timeline of delivery if you're looking at new construction, because sometimes you just don't want money tied up for three years, not doing anything while something's getting built. Can you get your typical financing that you get for like a single family home in the States in a Putacana or, or, you know, abroad? Your loan, you will be looking at around 30% down. Okay. That's going to be generally your minimum. Okay. Everything else kind of standard as far as the terms, 30 year fixed rate and the rates are about the same? Your rates will probably be around 5%, 4 to 5%. And then your timeline will be around 20 years. Got it. And then a lot of people also own or finance as well. Okay. And so are you selling these more as like an Airbnb short-term rental type of investment or are these long-term rentals where someone is being put in there for a year-long lease? Most of them are Airbnb. Definitely okay. the majority, I would say 98%. Got it. And when you mentioned that it will take two or three years to possibly sell, can you tell us why and elaborate on that a little bit? You know, the market's just different. So now, of course, they have a rush with COVID really placed those quality of life decisions to the forefront. And a lot of people were buying all from all over the world. However, when it comes to because of the amount of inventory being built, you know, your place is automatically less now when you go ahead to put it on the market because there's new condos coming up. Like now one development has, they notice people want the water, but they can't afford the water. So they're making a little lagoon in the center. So you're facing the lagoon. So things like that, that'll attract that next person who wants to come and stay. All of these new developments are doing that. But you know, if you're talking about something that's ocean view right on the beach, those are going to sell faster. But when you're just you know in that 200 to 300 or 200 to 450 price point, it's going to take a little longer. Okay. And how are you identifying the best places to buy a property? Really looking at, I mean, first it's the government. First and foremost is the government. Uh, is everything stable? How does the dollar compare? What can you get for your money? really looking at all of those things. And then of course, the product type. So a lot of times we like to work with the developers there, the larger developers, because they just have a track record. And they also have, generally, they've negotiated really good tax incentives, like 10 to 15 years with no taxes, or $500 in taxes a year. Okay, so you're mainly doing these Airbnb. So is your client also managing those themselves? Or do you hand them off to a third party company that can help them with their Airbnb? Or do you have to have that experience as well? So generally, we are connecting them with a property manager there. So that way, it just becomes turnkey for them. Right. So these are new construction homes, am I right? Most of them are new construction. Some are resale. But for the most part, we sold a... They called it a villa. It wasn't a villa. It was like a standalone townhome in the middle of Wandolio, which is probably about an hour east of Punta Cana. And they were like 330000 a piece. But for 600000 you had these beautiful standalone townhomes with rooftop decks, you could walk probably less than a quarter of a mile and be right there at the ocean. Okay. And does this third party company, do they help you with furnishing the property? Or is that something that you're going to have to fly down or or go abroad to make sure everything looks nice? And and as it should, right? With Airbnb, you got to make sure the quality of your product is pretty high end. 
For sure. And that's the nice thing with the developer packages, especially, you know, we like to negotiate those in that furniture is included. And it may not be everything, but at least the big things, the sofas, the beds, the dressers, that all of those things are negotiated in. And a lot of times if you're buying resale, they're already included as well. But you may still want to elevate that taste. But we have several designers that we work with that can help furnish an entire Airbnb and as well, just raise the standard with the light fixtures and different things like that. Okay. Can you talk a little bit more like how the numbers work? What type of occupancy you're underwriting for a full year? Because I'm sure it's not full for the entire year, the cost of a product and some return profiles. Yeah. So you're looking at if you're in the 200 to 400,000 range, a lot of those where at least they're close to like a city center or close to beach activities, you are probably looking at a 7% return and you're looking at probably a 72 to 85% occupancy, which the nice thing is, is that difference of spread. I feel like people can always fill with their own friends. They post it on social media and say, Hey, I have this opening and all of a sudden it's booked. So I feel like you can definitely get a higher return, but when you're completing your numbers, look at a 72 to 85%. Okay. What gives your clients the confidence that that area that you're investing in or choosing for them is going to be an area that's long-term going to be a viable option for Airbnb? You know, it's really the proximity to things. Like one of them is close to the Amelia Beach Hotel. One specific developer, they make sure that they always are close to a large international hotel. It's also those amenities that they're close to, like Coco Bongo, or if you're talking Plata Karma, that you're close to Fifth Avenue. So really making sure that what you would want if you were in the center of town in whatever U.S. city you're in, that you have that access and those amenities, that you're in an area like that. If you're in a more rural area, you're going to have a very specific type of renter and you won't have nearly the amount of occupancy rate. Right. Okay. Is there anything else we didn't talk about that you wanted to add? I don't think so. I feel like you covered everything, the numbers, the areas. And you know, the other thing is too, is just remember if it's a matter of you enjoying as well, it's just flight time. What are you comfortable with? I mean, for myself, I would never do anything in Hawaii. It's like eight hours from Atlanta. (laughs) Right. I might as well go to Portugal. Right. Okay. Awesome. Well, Lolita is going to take us into our final four questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz, and we'll start the conversation. All right, Christian, here we go. What is the one tool you use in real estate investing that you could not do without? I have to just say my calculator and my spreadsheets. Those pre-populated spreadsheets are gold. Because <laughs> math in my mind, we just <laughs> we have a love-hate relationship. All right. Can you tell us a story about maybe one of your biggest mistakes in real estate investing so far and the main takeaway for our listeners? My biggest mistake is two. One of those would be fear. I was so fearful of just thinking that, oh, this may not appreciate as fast. And I sold a property that if I just would have held on to for two more years, you know, I could have made an additional $200,000. So, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I passed by the street and it just makes me sick. And probably just another one quickly would just be also 
getting myself in over my head. Like I had the down payment and I had my rehab budget for a multifamily I purchased previously. And I just didn't take into account all of the numbers. I usually pride myself on being very conservative and I wasn't. What is it that you need to do now to grow your life to the next level? I need to master my pitch because there's a property I have my eye on, $3 million and it's OPM, other people's money time. (laughs) You'll get there. (laughs) And finally, Christian, where can people find out more about you? Uh, You can connect with me on social at Christian Sold It. That's also my website. And if you want to learn more about the fly and buy, uh, you can go to buyholdenjoy.com backslash home. Fantastic. Christian, thanks for sharing your journey and expertise with us and for being on our show today. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Christian. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate group on Facebook so you can connect with Kyle and Lolita and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, head on over to aptcapitalgroup.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Kyle and Lolita, sign up on the Contact Us page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode.